0: What is up guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today's episode is a re-read, meaning that I tried recording it last night, but I made a mistake and it didn't save. So here I am re-recording the episode because I know this one is going to be fire for a lot of you guys out there that are trying to obviously you want to see some results. You want to see some body composition changes, or maybe you haven't taken that leap into making nutrition changes for that goal because you don't know how to navigate being able to be social, go to celebrations, enjoy some food outside of your normal routine. And you feel like it doesn't matter what you do, that there's nothing you can do to face that fact. So what I want to do today is to provide you guys with some tips for focusing on, you know, to stay focused on your fitness journey or your nutrition journey while still being able to live your life. Because at the end of the day, guys, listen, it doesn't matter if your goal is fat loss, maintenance, or building, socializing is part of life and food is part of life. So if you can't enjoy those things in any of those phases, it's really not going to be worth it. I mean, there's a ton of like those cliche, you know, uh, quotes about how like, it's all about the journey and stuff like that. So if you're living miserably, it's also why you're often, often having a hard time. Before I get into today's episode, um, I just want to put a little plug out there that I am going to be starting a six-week summer shred, six-week summer sprint. It starts May 1st, and the last day to apply for is going to be this Wednesday because I'm going to be personally um, making sure that everyone's getting a, a thorough assessment to ensure they are on track to see really good results in the next six weeks. Now, this is going to be, I don't want to call it, it's its going to be more intense so the things I'm going to be teaching you guys are going to be things that you're going to use long-term. However, we are going to be a little bit more aggressive in this first six weeks to get you guys a little bit faster results. That's the point of it. It's not going to be restrictive. It's not going to be, you're not going to be eating, you know, 800 calories a day. Um, but hopefully you guys are going to take away some good nuggets to take you on through beyond the six weeks. What am I saying? Nuggets? Like what the hell? It's been a day and I'm having to re-record this. So But along this, you know, along those lines is what social eating is going to be part of this. I can't say that you guys are not going to have opportunities to, you know, be able to go out on the weekend and stuff like that. And I want to be able to provide you guys with some help for that. So let's go ahead and get rolling. I'm going to start by talking to you guys about one thing first. I'm not even five minutes in. I'm already chugging my water. Can you tell? It's been a day. So first things first is to understand what part of your journey you are currently in. If you are just starting out your fitness journey or you're just getting started on a nutrition program, you're just starting out on a fat loss phase, you are going to want to be a little bit more dialed in, in the beginning to allow yourself the opportunity to build those foundational habits. Now, it doesn't mean you can't go out to eat. It doesn't mean you can't eat socially, but you are going to find yourself a little bit more stressed in those situations. You should feel a little bit more like, uh, I have to think about things a little bit more because it's new to you over time that's going to get a lot easier. So if you feel that way, that's actually part of the process. By fighting through that, you will overcome that feeling. And before you know it, it's going to become second nature. A lot of the reason why people experience this is because they don't really know how foods actually work into a, a healthy diet. They're so used to being told that foods are bad and foods are good. So they don't really know how, when they're presented with a food they would con- or label bad, how to actually fit that into the plan. So it's really important that when you guys are setting yourself up for success for a fat loss uh, program or a fat loss journey, that you guys are starting by building a flexible yet structured approach to this. And this is hands down what I preach in my program, which is another plug for you guys to join my six-week summer sprint. So we should have a flexible approach to our nutrition that allows us to stay structured, being moderate about by, by still allowing us to like bend a little bit and be able to be able to live our lives. And the most important thing in this whole journey is to understand that if your goal is fat loss... The number one thing you are trying to control is your calorie intake. And we're trying to just maybe offset things a little bit so that the amount of calories you're burning are more than the calories you're eating. It doesn't have to be an extreme change. We want to make sure there is a definite change in those two things. And oftentimes people don't really know what that should feel like, and I feel like I could do a whole episode on that. But usually what you will feel is throughout the day, you should always you should never feel full. If you are in a calorie deficit, you are likely never going to feel super full, unless you started eating a lot of high fiber foods, you might feel a little bit more full then, but for the most part, you should always be like, "Eh, I could eat again, but I'm not going to, uh, you should find yourself sort of thinking about food at about that two hour mark after each meal, you might find some hunger and some cravings coming in. Um, but everything should be manageable and shouldn't be overwhelming. Your workout should still, should still feel productive. And most importantly, most people in a fat loss phase should and usually do have a lot more energy because the body is working with co- or the cortisol is working in the body. It's actually increasing cortisol levels because there is a calorie deficit, um, and that's actually short term a good thing. You are going to find you are likely getting some better performance in the gyms and stuff in the in your gym, well in your workouts stuff. Like I, I don't know why I'm talking so fast, but really want to just kind of go over that first. Is that how you, that's how you should feel? Now when you go out to eat, you're probably going to feel a little bit like, okay, what do I choose? And that's what we're going to go into today. The most important tactic that you guys can use if you're not already using, so to make sure that you are controlling your calorie budget, not just during the week, but on the weekends is sticking to a food journaling routine. It does not need to be perfect. It is not about like, oh, am I getting 15 grams of oil in this dish or is it 25? Or is that, you know, four ounces of chicken or 4.2 ounces of chicken? It's saying, hey, I have a general idea of how many calories are going in my body right now and I know what I can still afford. This allows you two things. One, now you can make sure that you are making decisions that are gonna keep you in that calorie deficit. And two, if you decide that you like, hey, I wanna have a more flexible day, you can actually see, all right, how many calories did I consume? It allows us to have that data point to be able to adjust. This is where I can also get into some calorie cycling routines that we can put you through to allow you to see better results and um, obviously still be able to enjoy a couple of days a week where your calories are a little bit higher. But most people struggle because- They're so focused on being perfectionists. They are perfect, you know, Monday through Friday. Uh, Maybe they are like super dialed in at home cooking, but they don't know how to eat outside of their normal meals. They often, you know, lack variety in their diet. They're always meal prepping the same things. If you don't experience eating different things, you'll never gonna really know how to incorporate those. Like you're gonna start to learn your go-to orders when you go for sushi, when you go for pizza, when you go for beer and wings. You're gonna start to figure out how those things can fit into the plan. And you're gonna also see moderation on your plate. So you know exactly what to order next time. So this is going to really help you long-term. And that's why I want you guys to understand what I'm, what I'm trying to really get at with this social eating, dining out is, and everything is like, guys, your fat loss plan needs to be sustainable. It's gotta be beyond the goal of weight loss. You cannot put your social life on hold just to be able to lose weight. So if you're trying to wait until you, you know, you're 20 pounds less to be able to enjoy food, you're doing yourself a disservice. And that's usually why people put the weight back on. Hopefully today is going to help you with that. So let's talk about some strategies today. Number one is let's just talk about, before we get into the strategies, let's assess what the actual event is, okay? Is this a convenience situation, a social situation, or an experience situation? So talking about eating out, convenience I am out. Uh, I'm I'm traveling, and I obviously don't have my food prepped, and I need to stop at a restaurant and get something to eat. Okay, that's a convenience sort of a, a a situation. In these situations, your goal should be like, what can I find that's very similar to what I would have at home? In which case, looking for single ingredient foods is going to be your best bet. When I see a grilled chicken sandwich on a menu, I can point out a bun, a piece of grilled chicken, likely some lettuce and tomato, mayo, things like that. I can then also ask the server to say, hey, can you take the mayo off for me? And I can say, can you add, I don't know, a slice of cheese on it to add more protein if you decide you need more protein? You can actually see everything in there. Um, I think that a lot of people, when they're eating out for convenience, they're just like, oh, whatever, I'm going to have a burger and fries or I'm going to have this and that. You should be looking to mimic things that you would have at home as closely as possible. I always try and get some greens in if that's available. So I might get a grilled chicken sandwich and a side salad, be a great compliment to that grilled chicken sandwich. I also try and look for things that are just, you know, maybe there is something on the menu that, um, will be more satiating for me. So that's where the salad might come in. Um, you know, I try and avoid those super dense calorie things. So I will try and really look to find things that are simple ingredients. I avoid a lot of the dressings and the sauces. Part two is maybe you're going out socially and there's two pieces of this social part is, are you going out socially where the experience or the, or the actually entertainment is more about who you're with? Are you going out socially where it's more about the food you're eating? Okay. So if you're in a fat loss phase, you can go out with your friends and this is actually the best case scenario because you guys all have your own menu and you can, once again, choose things that are going to be based on what you want and plan them in. It doesn't have to be the convenient way. You can actually enjoy some some fun foods here, but understand how those foods fit in. And I'm going to go into that as we get going. Then the last case scenario, you've got your experience. This is your things that are reserved for things like birthday parties, um, anniversaries, holidays, and things like that, where the food is actually part of the experience. And you should be able to just say, hey, memories over macros today. This is not a big deal. And those days are really going to be less than 5% of your overall year. Like they're not a big deal. They're not a big thing. doesn't mean the whole day has to become a, you know, oh, whatever day. This is another problem that people run into is they think that this one meal is bad. So they end up spiraling into the whole day, you know, and we're going to go into that. So number one is if your goal, and this is kind of going into strategies. If your goal right now is, man, I am dialed in on my goal. I still want to be able to go out and have fun, but I want to be able to stick to my nutrition plan. Okay. Things to avoid try and avoid a lot of the heavy sauces, try and avoid anything with added oils, try and avoid a lot of mixed dishes with a lot of different things that are going to be really hard for you to uh, try and calculate what's in it. Um, If you do have those things, the best thing you can do is look in my fitness pal for an alternative from a grocery store. So like, for instance, if you're getting a a broccoli cheddar soup from a restaurant, you're like, I don't know how to log this. Type in like Panera broccoli cheddar soup, or you know, or a you know Campbell's broccoli cheddar soup. You can likely find something in there similar. That's just a weird example that I just had on the top of my head. I don't even, I don't even like broccoli cheddar soup. I don't even know where that came from. Um, but you want to try and avoid a lot of that stuff. Honestly, if your goal is I really want to be dialed in, so if you're doing my summer shred, you would be like, yeah, I want to stick to the basics. So I would avoid a lot of those mixed ingredient thing. Look for simple protein, simple carbs, simple veggies, and hopefully you can control the amount of fat being put on your plate. Okay. If there's something on the menu that you really want. So let's just say, for instance, you guys are going out for sushi. Sushi is a super healthy thing that you guys can incorporate in a fat loss phase. However, the amounts of it you can have are very limiting because there's so many calories in it. You want to avoid anything fried. Okay. A, a lot of the heavy, a lot of the cream cheese and the avocados and add a bunch of calories. And I always recommend people choosing one roll. And then ordering a side of sashimi because it's going to allow you a little bit more protein. So you want to try and think about balancing out, like just like you would in a plate at home, you know, how much carbs am I having on a, on a meal? How much protein am I having a meal? How much fats am I having a meal? And try and keep that pretty consistent while you're eating out. It's not as difficult as it sounds if you're looking at the menu ahead of time and you're thinking about your foods that way. As you're choosing an order, ask yourself what kind of proteins in that, where are the carbs coming from? Where's the fats coming from? You will learn so much more about your food by doing this. Okay. So, then the last, next piece of this is when you figure out what you want to have, is understanding how to look at portion sizes and moderate things. So, if you are at home and you're using a food scale, it makes it super easy for you to dial things in, but it also makes it a lot easier for you when you don't have a food scale because now you can eyeball things. You have an idea of what it looks like to have about four ounces of protein on a plate you know what about a cup of rice looks like. You can understand what about a cup of pasta looks like. So using your eye as a great measuring tool because you've been doing it so much at home. You want to keep those portions within control. One of the biggest pitfalls that people run into is they start to graze. So they're at the at the dinner, they're at the dinner table and you know they people are ordering appetizers and this and that. And they're just picking at things and they're not realizing how many calories they're adding on their plate. And you wouldn't do that at home, right? So you want to try and think about sticking to similarly the structure you would have at home. Now, once again, this is if it's you're looking to dial things in. If it's that rare occasion it's an experience opportunity, then I obviously would deviate from this a little bit and tell you guys, hey, enjoy yourself a little bit, don't sweat it. But for the most part, If you want to get results, you're going to want to stay somewhat dialed in. So, you want to keep to your basic meal structure. If you're somebody that doesn't like sitting there, you know, while everybody else is eating, you know, wings and pizza and all this stuff, what I normally do is I will order a salad and ask them to bring it out with the appetizers, or I'll order my own appetizer. It might be like an ahi tuna, something that looks a little bit lighter that I can actually incorporate into the meal and just have that first. And that's a good strategy for you guys out there. Sometimes you do spend a little bit more money, but it's worth it. All right. So now that you got moderation, let's talk about those things that you really want to enjoy. Let's just say, for instance, you're like, all right, I'm going out, I'm having the steak and the broccoli, but I really want to have some gl- a glass of wine. So fine, have it. Maybe you want to have a dessert, have it, log it, track it. You're not always going to have, you know, the exact amount of things, but you can still get a ballpark figure, which is what I'm going to go into next. When it comes to those of you guys out there that are really looking to get dialed in, you know that I'm a, pr- a proponent for keeping a food diary, as I've already said, understanding the importance of calorie and macronutrient intake. And obviously most of the time we're looking at food quality. When we're eating out, we don't have always have control over food quality, but for the most part, re- if you're eating at most restaurants, you do have access to some pretty good stuff. You should be able to find some grilled proteins and some veggies at most restaurants. But how do you log this stuff without getting obsessive? Well, number one is you drop the perfection, all right? And the best thing that you can do is, is if you don't know if it's like a, a not a chain restaurant is always look up a similar chain restaurant. So let's just say, for instance, you're going to a steakhouse. You might not have that steakhouse's menu, but you can look up a Longhorn and just look up Longhorn nutrition facts or Chili's nutrition facts. If you find different options um, that are chain restaurants, you will often get a ballpark figure of what nutrition content is in those foods. And you can track similarly. This way, it makes it so much easier for you to ballpark how many calories you've eaten. And that's going to make it easier for you guys to stay on track. Now, when it comes to how do I fit this into the day, you've got a couple of strategies here. Okay. So the best strategy for those of you guys trying to be dialed in is if you know you're going out to eat, hey, where are we going? Take the time, look at the menu, figure out what you want to have. And don't just think about, What looks good, think about what your body needs and the satiation factor of the amount of volume you're gonna be getting. So, let's just say you decide to order, I'm gonna have chicken wings, but you're like, I can have three chicken wings for 300 calories, and that's gonna be like 30 grams of fat. So, you might say, eh, I'm gonna skip that. I'm gonna have that instead. Try and plan things in so that you actually can navigate around it. This also allows you, if there's something that you're really looking forward to, to be able to manipulate calories earlier in the day for that meal. And for a lot of my uh, clients that do have maybe a big Saturday night social dinner, I might tell them, Hey, in the morning, let's focus mostly on protein and veggies, saving more of your carbs and your fats for that later meal. That's okay. It's not something I want people to get into the habit of every single day because it doesn't fuel your body as well. But on the rare occasion that you have a social event, it's actually still going to keep you in a calorie deficit and allow you to be a little bit more moderate at that meal. So the best case scenario is you're checking the menu ahead of time, logging it, and you've got your whole day planned out and you're good to go. Uh, second scenario is maybe you don't know exactly where you're going. So what I would do then is ensure that you are getting in enough protein and enough calories throughout the day, but saving a good amount of carbs and fats for later on. Worst case scenario is you get there and you have a lot of calories left over and you're in a bigger calorie deficit. You can always end up eating a little bit more when you get back home. Best case scenario is you've budgeted things in, you've got a big enough budget now for you to have whatever you want on the menu. So Either way, it's a win situation, but you really have to make sure that you are prioritizing just thinking ahead and being more, I guess, a little bit more uh, aware of what you're eating throughout the day. Special occasions can be pretty much the same thing where you're just focusing on overall, just knowing that you're going to be eating a little bit more at night. So maybe you are focusing a little bit more on protein and veggies earlier in the day. And I always say that because most restaurants and most people all eating out. That's usually what they end up lacking is they don't get enough of that stuff. Or you're getting too much fat because you're getting a nice big piece of steak, which is also awesome to enjoy. So that's kind of what I want you guys to think about in terms of social eating. Now, if you want my complete social eating guide, I do have a copy of that and I can send it over to you. Hey, Bruce, um, I can send it over to you as well. But the main thing that I want you guys to get out of today's episode is this social eating is part of your life, whether you're trying to lose weight or you're not. If you don't ever learn how to address being able to eat socially, you are never going to be able to maintain your results. Lean people do have social plans. They do go out to eat socially. So you have to think about how a lean person would think. How would somebody that has achieved what you want to achieve navigate eating out? And as I'm going to go ahead and recap here, you've got a couple of options. You're super dialed in. You realize that fat loss is not forever. You're going to go out, you're going to enjoy yourself, but you're going to be a little bit more mindful about what you're putting on the plate. Okay. Option two is Maybe you are going to allow yourself maybe one or two days a week where you're going to eat a little bit higher calories. We can learn how to calorie cycle that. So if you guys want a copy of the social eating guide, please let me know. Um, I've got some other fun stuff coming up. Like I said, we've got the summer, sh- summer sprint, um, on Wednesday, I'm going to do a live training in my Facebook group. We're going to be talking about thyroid health and how it affects your hormones, uh, how it affects everything. So, um, if you guys want in on that, join my Facebook group. Uh, but until next episode, guys, see y'all later.